We wanted to get Tom in, who, of course, keeps busy digging up all the little headlines that uh, often get missed, but they shouldn't because they matter. He joins us now. Very busy time, Tom. Very busy time. Well, idle hands is devil's workshop, so <laughs> yeah, it's all the better. Well, us. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. Well, speaking of the devil, um, let's talk about Vladimir Putin. A couple of interesting things happened um, over the weekend. There was this cry out for, you know, the big telecom companies to drop RT, Russian television, which I'm not sure how they got a, a channel on the dials of Canada anyway. But nonetheless, they've been spewing out their misinformation propaganda. And now all the major telecoms have dumped that. Um, does that mean they're just gone, period? Or are they going to be able to come back? Well, House motion uh, says, and this passed unanimously in the House of Commons this afternoon, that uh, Cabinet should direct the regulator, the Canadian Radio Television Telecommunications Commission, to ban the distribution. But it, the motion didn't say Russia Today. It said all state-funded propaganda broadcasters. Russia today mm. has been uh, approved by the CRTC. This goes back to 2009. Their audience in Canada is very small. However, if you want to start knocking foreign propagandists off the air as approved distribution, this is, you know, is not basic cable, Alex. People pay extra. But mm -hmm. if you want to start doing that, that gets really interesting really quickly. Uh, Beijing Television, China Central Television, uh, Zhejiang Television Service. These are all state funded from the People's Republic of China. So the, if cabinet is going down that path, um, that gets really keenly interesting really fast with a lot of different embassies here on Embassy Row in Ottawa. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I do recall back in the day, there was a little television network uh, that I worked for for a little bit of time called Sun. And uh, they couldn't get a placement on the dial because, you know, China and Russia and all these other channels could get it, but you couldn't have a Canadian content channel uh, on the dial. So it is interesting now that they have been forced to act and where, in fact, this will go. So I guess we'll have to... Uh Keep an eye on that. There's going to be a lot uh, spinning out from your world, I guess, over the next little bit. But I don't want these stories to go uh, forgotten because before Russia went to war, I mean, every, everything was about trucks. Everything was about trucks. And so there's been kind of a lot of back and forth on that. And I find it interesting because you dig, uh, dig up this, and I don't understand where this is coming from, but Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino saying he was contacting reporters personally and urging them to be very careful in dealing with the convoys. We offered additional protection to uh, MPs, he said to the Commons Public Safety Committee, and as for journalists, trust me, I reached out to some and urged them to be very carefully, uh, not that they might have listened to me anyway. I'm sorry. Uh, when is it an MP's job to call a reporter? I've done this a long time, Tom, and I've been in dangerous circumstances, and no MP ever called me to warn me. No, I don't remember Marco ever giving us a call either, but <laughs> this gets interesting. Alex, let's put the card on, uh, cards on the table. There, there was a campaign of vilification that was carried on against the Freedom Convoy protesters, political protesters, that is at odds with the criminal charges that some of them have faced. They have been charged mm -hmm. with mischief and counsel to mischief. This is the yeah. lower rung in the criminal code. Uh, for most people, forget about bail hearing. Like, you know, that, that's just an automatic bail charge, mm -hmm. and, and you'll get some sort of summary fine. Why is this interesting? Legitimate question to begin asking. Was there a disinformation campaign directed by the Department of Public Safety through 
friendly media. Mendicino didn't say that. I'm saying it because their justification for invoking the Emergencies Act increasingly does not add up. I bet he was contacting some reporters very, very carefully, he said, to ensure that they were safe. And also, I guess, perhaps, to make some inquiries about how it was going in terms of coverage. There's a lot of questions here, Alex. Well, certainly, since some of the testimony at the Commons um, Public Safety Committee is that he said threats of rape by political protesters justified the Emergency Act. First of all, never heard anything about threats of rape. B, of all the charges I've seen, I have not seen any of sexual assault. Um, Where is this lineage of, like, where's that threat and that intel coming from? Cabinet has a problem, Alex. There were MPs, by the way, and I mean women MPs on the Public Safety Committee, Conservative and Bloc members, who were absolutely outraged and incredulous over that allegation late in the day. Cabinet has a problem. It has to come up with some reason to justify invoking the Emergencies Act. First time in history, everyone knows that. At first, they said it was a Nazi insurrection, that the spearhead... (laughs) of this Nazi insurrection to topple Parliament was the blockade in Ottawa. But there there was no evidence, Alex. There was no secret weapons, no bomb-making equipment, no list of cabinet ministers' homes, no manifesto. There was no evidence suggesting that there was a plot to topple Parliament. Then they said, well, foreign Nazis funded this under, Mm. under terrorism financing. The number one foreign terror financing expert testifies in committee. He says there was nothing there. It didn't happen. This was mom and pop making $20 contributions because it made them feel good. They liked the truckers. That was it. And now he's down to lawlessness. Alex, cabinet better come up with something fast because if they don't, the implication is that cabinet and some of their friends manufactured a security scare for political reasons. And if that's what cabinet did, they have a lot to answer for. And it won't be Marco Mendicino stumbling his way through the Public Safety Committee. Yeah, the the problem, though, is um, now we're in a war. Um, Everyone's distracted again. And I mean, look, I don't think it's a coincidence that Mr. Trudeau backed out of this thing as fast as he could right before Putin went to his people and said, hey, I'm going to war. I mean, I think it was a calculated that he knew this war was coming. He knew that this uh, emergency act was going to get real ugly for him with the Senate and the questions about it. So I'll back out of this thing and then it'll be off the front pages by Thursday morning because, you know, Putin's probably going to go by then. And look, and we won't be talking about it. And so with everyone distracted and this thing's not going to end anytime soon, how much attention will it actually get? Well, newsflash for cabinet, they should have read the Emergencies Act before they invoked it, because if they did, they would have noticed there's a clause in there that says there has to be an all-party committee that will investigate, commit an inquiry. They actually use that word, conduct an inquiry into the reason the act was invoked in the first place with a report due not by Thursday or next week or when it feels good, a year. You will have this all-party committee that will spend the next year, and they're going to go through all the fine points of what cabinet claimed it saw, what shadows it saw in the woods when it claimed there was a national emergency. It's going to become interesting. 
Boy, oh boy. I guess it will, but that's only because you guys will stay on it, but uh, certainly stay tuned to that. All right, I'm up against the clock already, Tom. Uh, appreciate your time. I'll look forward to seeing what you uh, dig up on Wednesday. My, my pleasure. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski with uh, Blacklock's Reporter. It is subscription-based, of course, and always worth the investment, and uh, they will follow this. So reporters might be busy in Ottawa covering off other things. The good thing is Blacklocks will make sure that this gets the attention it needs. And it should. Look, we can't just ignore things in our own country. Um, and so it will get covered. Phil, stay here with us. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point.